Welcome to Fans of the Forge Living Room Edition. <laughs> I'm Chris, and to my right we have... Teresa. And today we're doing something a little different. We decided to change up our schedule for how we're going to be recording this week. And we have an interview that we're doing over the weekend, and we decided it's going to be some tight time frames. So we're going to do our own separate Forge and Fire wrap-up, and Sean this week. And we're trying out a new format, so we're obviously in our living room, and we are going to be watching Forge and Fire live, kind of, and coming to you in between on some of the breaks with our take on what's going on with some of this information, rather than the normal way where we take notes and then all sit down and have to remember everything that happened in the episode right at the time. So, so that's that. It'll be in the breaks for us, but, you know, we'll stop it, so going to be pretty continuous. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> you won't notice when we take breaks, hopefully. But here we go. So this one is episode 100. Oh, that's right. The 100th episode. 100th episode. Ah, Spicy Mike. <laughs> we know him. <laughs> I wonder if the number 100 is going to be on everything. Definitely looks like it's on an ice block. An anvil-shaped ice block. So first up, we have Mickey, part-time, 15 years experience. Colin, four years experience, part-time smith. We have Robert, part-time bladesmith, four years experience. Then we have Sam, part-time experience, eight years. And okay, we're back. We're back. So this is the first commercial break, and the show started off and you know, went through this whole spiel of hey it's the 100th episode and we're going to give you some options for your materials so the smiths got to choose between 99 different materials that were from all of the the previous episodes right so that's pretty cool yeah they had a huge table set up armor and anchors and car car engines and and (laughs) some clean steel also from the episodes where they were given just plain steel. Plain steel to work with. And then, you know, other things, horseshoes and rasps and all Canisters this Canisters for Damascus, or the, you know, for Canister Damascus. Yeah, so the, the main things to note from this was Sam chose old, like, salvage steel. Right, that like was, leaf, Yeah, leaf, leaf springs. springs. They were all rusty. And the judges are like, oh, that's not a good idea. He's got all that clean steel over there that he could be using. Mm-hmm. And instead, he's using this stuff that he's now going to have to go out of his way to really try to clean up. And then he, he stacks it. Right, but it's, it's bendy. Like it's already... Yeah, it's bent. all bending in different and so directions. And gaps. And there's a big concern about forge scale within there. So we'll see how that plays out for yep. him. And then Colin decided to make canister damascus for the first time and he pulled a bicycle chain (laughs) for this and we're wondering is he going to clean it off and he he went to go get the whiteout will willis is like hey he's going to grab the whiteout what's he doing and dave baker's like oh he's ruining his chances of winning that's what he's doing (laughs) oh man so we're gonna see how this goes ruthless at the commercial break we were seeing him struggle to get the can off well he flattened it he flattened the billet way down, yeah. which is not ideal if you're going to be trying to grind that thing off because you're just mashing all that steel together now. So 
yeah, we'll see how it goes. So far, it's shaping up to be an interesting competition because they, I think we didn't mention they had to make a chopper. Oh yeah, from from these materials, and uh, yeah, let's see how it goes. On to the next part. So, a lot happened. Action-packed second chunk. So, it starts off with Cullen. He decided to shape his blade and then grind the canister off the edge. And But when he quenches, he ends up getting a warp. Mm-hmm. Mickey had way too much material, and the judges thought he just kind of had to deal with that, cut off some. Yep, that's... You know, of all the problems that could happen, that's pretty easily fixed in round two. Yeah. Uh, Robert had to quench twice to be able to get his blade to be hard. Mm-hmm. And then Mickey quenched at the very last second, but managed to finish up. So that was the end of round one. We move into judging. Yeah. Which, at what point do we mention the clip show? Oh, yeah. We got to talk about this. Of, of this. It's really <laughs> a clip show for sure. Like, they're, they're just going through all these other episodes showing different things that different people did on on these episodes like they highlighted all a bunch of different fireballs from the quench or mm-hmm. the time that andy alm stood on a box to grind his knife that was the first one that they showed where we're like oh they're reminiscing about this one thing and then they just kept doing it more and more <laughs> yeah it was it was for everything oh and then showed this guy so yeah hey I, we, we interviewed him you yeah. know him Dropping in the quench tank, the water tank. <laughs> Every time they quench with water. Yeah, yeah. So that was it's it's an interesting aspect. Hmm. I guess and it's neat. I mean, obviously, it's not something they would do a lot. It's just right. And a even one time thing. And this one, I think they're doing it well. Yeah. yeah. And so for judging, Mickey had a very heavy blade that needed a lot of refinement, but otherwise was yep. was good. Colin had a warp, but otherwise no big issues. Robert had a, a large handle that Ben said was... Ben said it was a large handle. It's a very large handle. Doug said it was man-sized. It was a man-sized <laughs> handle. It was pretty funny. Doug, Doug got him good. Got him. <laughs> and then Sam... Um, so Sam was the one who used the leaf spring, mm-hmm. and that ended up biting him in the ass because when he forge welded all that stuff together there was a number of cold shuts between the materials and so you they were there was a seam going down his blade and he ended up getting the boot because of the fact that he was going to have to grind down his blade and likely would have broken into those coach cold shuts right so, so bye sam bye sam sam gets the boot we move on to round two Yep, so with round two, they had to not only put the handle on, but because it's the 100th episode and they're doing things a little bit bigger, they had to do um, a liner, two different materials for the handle, and they had to have mosaic pins. In three hours, they had to do this. That's a lot. Yep. Um, Cullen starts by working out that warp, and so he couldn't find oil to quench the blade after, you know how they warm it up to try to get the warp out. Mm. He couldn't find oil to re-quench it, so he went to do a water quench, and that's when they did the whole montage of, yeah. of the bad things that can Use happen with the water show. quench. Yeah. Um, it ended up being okay, though. Yay for Colin. As far as we know. Oh, yeah, okay. It quenched okay, and it, it looks didn't okay shatter so upon going into the water, but it very likely could have 
some stresses going on that you won't see until testing. But then poor guy's having a hard time. Everything he's doing is taking just a little bit longer than he thinks it should, including when he goes to drill holes into his handle or the, the material of the handle breaks apart. Oof. So now at, we're at the break for commercials. We have to wait and see how he plays that one out. He's definitely going to have to and redo it, was, it. It was less than an hour at that point that yeah. he had left to, to be able to finish up the handle. Um, Robert's having a hard time with his scales as well. He had micarta. They were different levels. Okay, let's go pick something else. And his um, motto is to find a third way. They keep showing how really with everything that he's doing, he has to find a third way to do the things. So in his second attempt, the mosaic pins that he was using, I don't know if they were too big or, or what the deal was, but as he was hammering them in, it was causing the scales to split apart from the tang of the blade. Yeah, I I have a feeling that it was more of an issue of either he didn't drill the right size holes or um, he didn't line everything up properly. And the way it was looked, the way it was spreading looked like the holes weren't lined up properly, probably. This is my guess, because then it was kind of kicking them off mm -hmm. the thing, where if, if it was a straight-on pass, it would have probably not done that. But it shouldn't have been that tight either. So. Right. so now we're waiting to see what his third way is. And um, as Mickey's going about his handle business, he finds a D-lamb that he decides to just load up with epoxy and hope for the best. Luckily, it's not in the blade portion. It's in the back end of the handle. So it might not have any bearing on the testing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ready for the next piece. Yep. <laughs> and so we pick up with uh, Mickey had started grinding his handle with about 10 minutes left. And Robert, he just couldn't get those pins to line up properly and had to end up wrapping the pieces that he had for his handle in paracord. Oh, okay. So as we were watching it, I had a hard time understanding where the two materials were, the paracord, but he wrapped the paracord around, around the, the, the handle material. Oh, okay. material, yeah. Gotcha. And Cullen, it was noted that Robert and Cullen with five minutes left are trying to get these handles on. Right. Yeah. So now we're moving into testing and we're going to do a little differently. We're watching the tests live so you can watch our reactions. Mickey's up first. Buffalo horn and micarta were his two materials for the oh, handle. Interesting. Got a good look to it. Ooh, I like these ice blocks. Yeah, the anvil ice blocks with the big hundred on the center of them. Bam. Dave Baker doesn't normally do the ice job test, does he? It's either no, like Jane Nielsen or Ben. ben. Yeah. But, but he's been on longer than Ben. So yeah. It's yeah. only right that he's doing this one. Well, Mickey destroyed that ice block pretty well. No marks. Good handle. Well done. Now it's Cullen's turn. Oh. <laughs> resin. Cullen's does not look good. Is it different kinds of resin? Because doesn't he have to have two? Ooh. I mean, it chopped easily, but it just did not look pretty at all. It's going. Uh, there's like a twist or something. A couple times. Uh, Dave Baker had to readjust. But still nice final through the test. <laughs> that handle is no good. A little rolling in the blade. But it didn't break apart. Oh, oh the, the handle, handle broke, broke apart. apart. <laughs> Oof. Provided Roberts makes it, though, that handle is probably going to be the downfall of Cullen. Well, it's my prediction. 
Yeah, yeah, I think so. Although, we've got the paracord. Yeah, I mean, paracord is used as handle material, though. True. It's just, his isn't necessarily wrapped as well as one that you would normally see um, if you were to purchase one, you know, wrapped with paracord. Chopped okay. Bumpy wrap. Nothing but hot spots. Oh, no. Oh. So it's a D-lamb in the edge of the blade. Yikes. That's no good. Yeah. Pretty, some big chunks taken out. And then we got our Doug Marqueta rope cut sharpness test. And now we've got a little montage of when they've used ropes. Has it been? Oh. They're lighting it on fire? <laughs> All right. Nice twist. I wonder how long they have to cut this before that thing just like is completely it's, burnt up. It's pretty thick. There we go. Sweet Doug action and, and commercial. Does um the lighting it on fire make it easier or more difficult to cut through? You would think it'd make it easier because it like... It eats away at the material and yeah, makes it weaker. Yeah, that's what I would think. So here we go. Doug, Doug taking his swing. Oh, yeah. That was way too easy. Well, maybe it was just a good blade. And I, I, no, don't get me wrong. Mickey does have a good blade, but it didn't cut the way you would... I mean, it just didn't look like what I've seen for a normal rope cutting test. Yeah. All right, we got Cullen up next. Oh, oh. okay. So it only cut through some of the strands and the fire got bigger. And now it's like an explosion. Ooh. It wasn't really an explosion. It just looked like it. Yeah. More uh-huh. handle breakage. It will cut. Move on to Robert, who's not in good shape with his, his blade edge. Yeah. One. Ooh. Two. Oh, no. Three. Three. Still, Still didn't intact. cut through. So do they keep going, or is it only up to mm. three? Okay, three. Like an axe head, it was compared to. Yeah, it looks so, like Robert's Yeah, because he f- was the only one to fail one of the tests. Yep, that D-Lamb did him in. And then it caused him to fail the sharpness test. Yep. It stinks. You don't want to see that happen. No. Don't pull at my heartstrings, Fortune Fire. Of course they are going to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we move on to round three. Round three. The O-Katana. Oh, Mickey didn't seem happy. A Daitao. Longer than typical katana. Samurai used it. Single-edged. Oh, cut off a head in a single stroke. Interesting. So they're making this O-Katana. And, uh... It's a hibaki. Yep. Super guard. Style guard. Wrapped handle. So pretty similar to the, the katanas that have been made before, obviously. Yeah, it's longer. Yeah. I missed the length parameter. It's longer. And now we move back to the home forge. Mm-hmm. So the home forging went fairly well. Yeah. Uh, no, no real major issues. Colin forged a practice blade on his first day out of some mild steel just to kind of get the shape right and make sure he knows what he's doing. And then... Uh, he planned to have his blade forged and he tri- treated by the end of day two. On day five, he sanded the edge and added his handle components. Yep, pretty smooth. 
And then for Mickey, um, they show, you know, starting the blade, day three, he goes for his heat treating. It didn't harden with the first quench, so then he went and did it again, and it was good. And then on the last day, he was putting the handle on, had a minor crack in the habaki, but he managed to work on that and get, get to work properly. And so we move on to our final tests. And they're in Connecticut. They're in Connecticut. Wouldn't you know it, they're at a gun range, which we've seen before. Friend of the show, Matt Parkinson, has also seen this before <laughs> multiple times. And uh, we're going to see how this turns out for these katanas. Oh, rattlesnake inlay on the handle. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah. he wants it to do well or explode. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize I did it as many times as that. So they showed like four clips of the bullet split. Episode 70 was one from season five. That was the naval cutlass episode. That's right. Oh, and Will Willis cocking that gun. Is he usually the one who does this test? The first few he didn't, but the the last one. The more recent ones? Yeah. Yeah, the first one. Mickey was up. Bit of a deflection. Yeah, on his. On Mickey's. Yeah. And Cullen split the bullet. And no explosion yet. So Cullen had no real issues with his edge, and they move on. To the kill test. A good old ballistics dummy kill test. I don't think we've seen one of these in a while. I think in the last couple episodes, of, they didn't really show, they didn't have the ballistic dummies, did they? Mm, I think the more recent ones have been animals. Oof. Whoa. Oh, man. Uh, chopped oh, off a chunk of the head. Oh, man. And there's the gushing. <laughs> Mickey's hit the head and it chopped off a chunk and then there's just like a gush of blood shot out of the head. Doug's covered. Oh, my gosh. Wow. wow. It will kill. As he's got like blood behind his safety glasses. <laughs> yeah. We move on to Colin. And Doug is magically clean. <laughs> Oh, Doug. Oh, truck night in America. What? <laughs> what was that like? All right, Cullen's up. Walks away bloody. Comes back not bloody. No, he, his hand is still bloody. No, he clearly washed his hands. Oh. 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 Okay, it did some damage, but... It didn't cut through the bone the way Mickey's it did. It wasn't sharp. Yeah, he had a really, really thick handle. So it punctures, but doesn't lacerate. It will still kill. Yeah, it was more bludgeoning. Yeah. Move on to sharpness with the bamboo chops. And it's Doug again. What is Ben Abbott? Chop liver? He's just hanging out. Ooh. Man, that is a very sharp blade. I think Mickey's got this one in the bag. It looks like with the first one, Doug was just getting his stride. Yeah. Because the rest of them are so clean cut. Yep. Razor sharp edge. Good balance. And it will cut. Yeah, this is not going to go well for Colin. Maybe four of them. Going about maybe halfway through. Not even halfway through. Not even halfway through. On any of, there's like four stands Oh, Not yeah. any of them did he get halfway it's through. It's pretty apparent who won this one. And his handle's coming off. Oh, no. I mean, like the, the wrap of the it, wrap. not the actual handle. Oh, it will crush. It will crush. Not cut. 
Yeah. Mickey wins. Mickey won. So congratulations, Mickey, on your win. Collins didn't win. You know, we, we kind of just ex- told you all about why it didn't win. Um, thing was really thick on the edge. It just wasn't sharp enough. Mm-hmm. It started to fall apart. So, sorry, Cullen, but congratulations to Mickey on your win. Thanks, everybody, for watching this episode. Our Living Room Edition. Living Room Edition. <laughs> episode 100 of Forge and Fire recap. And uh, we'll be coming at you this weekend with a special international interview. Oh, yeah. Won't say anything else on that. Thank you for watching. Remember to like, subscribe, and do all that good stuff. And we will catch you in the next episode. Good night. Bye.